Now hear the holy gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. And he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. And Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, The one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was betray him. And that was why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments, he resumed his place. And he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. And one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at table at Jesus' side. And so Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So that disciple, leaning back against Jesus, said to him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, It is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then, after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. And Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Jesus had the money bag, Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. And when he had gone out, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. 
Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. This is the mandate, the mandatum of Monday Thursday. Jesus commands us to love one another in the same way that he loved us. He goes on to say that this love will be the way in which the world knows that we are his disciples. They know us by the way that we love. Jesus does not leave this as an ambiguous command. He demonstrates what it means to love. Before we consider over the next three days the ultimate act of love on the cross and the triumph of love over death and the resurrection, let us tonight consider the example of love in humility and in hospitality that Jesus provided on that last night gathered with the disciples. Let us first look at the humility of love. Jesus, Lord and teacher, takes the role of servant, humbling himself to serve those whom he loves. For many of us, this is the easy part of humility, moving ourselves down on the status scale for a moment in order to give something to someone else. The difficult part of humility is the humility to receive. We see this in Peter, as he is unable to conceive of such a breaking of social boundaries Jesus responds, if you cannot receive what I am offering, you cannot receive me. Think on this for just a moment. If I lack the humility to receive the forgiveness and reconciliation offered by Christ, I am unable to receive him. If I'm unable to receive the healing and transformation offered by Christ, I am unable to receive him. If I am unable to receive the call to love, to love and to serve in the way that he has already prepared for me, I am unable to receive him. If I am unable to receive love, how could I possibly expect to give love? The humility to which Christ calls us is the humility to receive the gift that he offers and the humility to give to others all that is required. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Jesus also calls us to a radical and vulnerable hospitality as a way of loving. Gathered around the table in the upper room, Jesus knows his betrayer. Jesus knows the one who will hand him over with a kiss. But Jesus does not reject Judas. Jesus washes the feet of Judas. Jesus welcomes Judas to fellowship at his table. And Jesus doesn't keep Judas at arm's length. Jesus shares the same dish and the same bread 
with Judas. Jesus shows us the way of love. Jesus knows not just the potential for hurt and betrayal as he welcomes Judas to the table. He knows the reality of this. Jesus knows and still chooses to love. Jesus chooses to value Judas more than the hurt Judas is about to cause. Jesus welcomes and loves with a radical and vulnerable hospitality. It is Judas that makes himself unwelcome. Judas encounters giving and chooses greed. Judas encounters light and chooses darkness. Judas encounters love and chooses hate. Judas encounters life and chooses death. Jesus calls us to love even when we might get betrayed or hurt or disappointed, even when we might be rejected and ridiculed. How do we learn this way of love? One way that we learn is at the table. We learn to love as we come to the Lord's table and we are welcomed by Jesus. We come and we hear, see how much I love you. I love you so much that this is my body and I give it to you. I love you so much that this is my blood and I shed it for you. This is my life and I give it so that you may have life. We learn this love as we welcome ourselves to the table we share with our families. We welcome ourselves to be present to our spouses, to our parents, to our children, sharing the joys and the sorrows of the day as we share our meals. We learn this kind of love when we set aside distraction and worry, when we set aside ourselves, when we make the primary fellowship of the family a daily priority. And we learn this type of love as we share table fellowship as a parish as we did tonight. But you know, I can pretty much guarantee you that at some point someone here will either intentionally or unintentionally hurt, disappoint, disgust, or disgrace you. And I can pretty much guarantee that you will either intentionally or unintentionally hurt, disappoint, disgust, or disgrace someone else. That's the nature of human community. But this is the nature of Christian community, to choose to love even as we know the risk, to choose to forgive and seek forgiveness even as we know the hurt. The nature of the community formed by the Holy Spirit is to value the person before us as a beloved child of God above any hurt they may cause us, to love even as they choose not to be loved. We learn the humility of love, receiving what is offered and giving what is required. And we learn the radical and vulnerable hospitality of love so that we can carry this love into a world that is desperate and hurting for love. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another.
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.